0: Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club, or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVC Resale Market. If you're looking to finance that dream DVC resale contract or possibly refinance the contract you already own, head on over to MoneraFinancial.com. They know DVC because that's all they do. They are DVC members themselves. They understand the value of owning a DVC membership and the joy that it's going to bring to the family for years to come. With competitive rates as low as 9.9% and a no credit check model, this becomes a no brainer. So if you need to finance or refinance a DVC contract, head on over to monerafinancial.com and tell them the Mickey dude sent you. Hi, this is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and living with the land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast.
1: Ohana means family. Family and Mickey Dudes podcast means nobody gets left behind.
2: And now, from the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies,
0: Wazowski. Hello humans.
2: Hello, humans, and welcome to another great, fantastic episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I am your host tonight, Joe Cotrochi, and tonight I am joined by two of Orange County, Florida's own, and my two good friends, I'm cl- very happy to call them uh, podcast colleagues. Uh, first from uh, from uh, originally from the great state of New York, now Orange County, Florida. Mister Dave Koch, Dave, hello tonight.
3: Hello, Debbie was sick, so the union sent me.
2: And from the originally from the great state of Texas, now he calls Orange County, Florida home. Mister Eddie Lucero, Eddie, how are you? This isn't where I parked my car. Nice. Okay. All right, so there you go. So, nice. see, I haven't been, I haven't hosted Eddie too much. So I, I didn't even know what even his tagline was going to be. So, I you know, I change one. it all the
1: time. Yeah, it is. The first time I used it, I just saw Eurotrip again last night, and I'm like, oh, I'm using that. I am well, so using
2: it. Then I don't feel so stupid. I don't. I do not remember it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hello everybody hope everybody is doing well hope that this podcast if you're listening to it in the car or during your run or wherever that you guys are all faring well and everybody's doing great uh for tonight's topic tonight uh i got the hosting duties because we were discussing what we were going to talk about you know during our mickey dudes uh you know boardroom meetings here uh i actually i brought up a topic to dave and dave and eddie both liked it um I have some neighbors that are going to Walt Disney World for the first time, and it's uh, and it, they're taking advantage of the fantastic Florida resident rates that are going on right now. The tickets are ridiculously cheap for Florida resident rates, so they decided to go. And if you're listening to this podcast, you fall into this category of the people that get asked about their Walt Disney World trips or planning a Disney World trip because you're a Disney fanatic, just like we are here. And that's kind of what's happened to me over the last, I'd say, four or five days. This Their trip has kind of come together very quickly. And uh, they've gotten a, a room at Pop Century at a really good rate. They've gotten their tickets, and they've asked me about a million questions on what to do and what to see. And I've been doing the best I can to guide them. So I figured that this would be a fantastic topic. Uh, to I could pick uh, Dave and Eddie's brain about uh, what their top tips and tricks would be just in general, let alone sending new people to Disney world during this pandemic. Uh, I've gone multiple times already. Dave is in the parks all the time. Eddie's in the, in uh, the parks as well, as they're very much, they're very much closer than I am, um, to the parks. But, uh, I figure since they go a lot and I've been a, a, a few times out of all the Mickey dudes, uh, these guys would be the best ones to have in the show for this topic tonight. So with that being said, uh, Dave, I'll start with you since uh, you know you're the godfather of this show or one of the godfathers of this show. Um, you're, you're you're sitting there talking with my neighbors. Okay. What is like the first number one tip that you would probably give somebody who's visiting Walt Disney World? It doesn't have to be for the first time, but if it was during this pandemic, what, what is what is a tip that something you've experienced um, in all of your times going to the parks lately uh, since opening uh, that you would pass along with somebody else?
3: Okay, well, the first thing I would say is don't be intimidated by what looks like really long lines of uh, people that are uh, stretching out of attractions. Uh, remember, we are in the COVID world at the moment and social distancing is key. And in some of the buildings right now with the demand, there's not enough room to totally social distance. So. They actually have to bring the line out of the actual attraction and out of the standard queue line that they have. Uh, an example for today, I have some friends that are in town for the weekend, um, and it was uh, we're, we're uh, recording this on um, uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday observance, and... Um, So they came for the long weekend, and they actually stayed in my apartment, and now they actually moved to uh, Walt Disney World this week because they were waiting on their DVC. And being with them uh, today, we went to the Hollywood Studios, and it was uh, marked at uh, 40 minutes for the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Now, the Hollywood Tower of Terror was uh, so backed up that they opened up a section, uh, a gate that led backstage, and they were they were bringing people with arrows backstage to start queuing up for the Tower of Terror backstage. That's how far it was going out, and
2: that's crazy.
3: <laughs> well, yes, and, yes, and no. I mean, it was, but now it was marked at a forty-minute wait, and it went past the Joffrey stand all the way. There's gates that open up. And they basically open up into an overflow uh, line um, dumping section of Phantasmic for the end of Phantasmic. So basically, everybody is leaving out of this like little uh, corridor to kind of just get people, uh, filter people, the fireworks when Phantasmic was a uh, was a thing uh, pre-COVID. So. It was a semi backstage area that can sometimes be on stage and all, and it was like, okay, well, we're in for we're in for the long haul here. This is just going to be really crazy, and honestly, if I would have seen this as a local, I'd be like, there's no way I'm getting on this. This is this is just this is going to take too long. This is as as Joe you just said, this is crazy. You know if we waited 15 minutes on that line it was a lot because once we got up there uh, it started to move every every half hour or hour or something like that they have to stop operation on the ride to really sanitize it down you know they they're very clean and everything but they have these cleaners that they do uh, put on the um, On the rides it leaves a residue that actually does fight bacteria for a very long time so more than one person can sit on it put their hands on it and all and it does its job but they keep reapplying to kind of just you know minimize the risk and when that happens that takes a little bit of time because then the rides have to go through one or two cycles to actually fully dry so that they're not staining anybody's clothes and once they actually started admitting people onto the ride again it was a really quick queue and we found ourselves back in the standard queue. And even that moved really well, so you know half of that time fifteen twenty minutes, it, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It looked really intimidating, but honestly, I would just say stick it out, especially if you don't get to come that often. Or all, just um you know, they're keeping the distance, they're keeping you safe. Remember that the distance is, is that and As a result of that, it's going to make lines look bigger than they actually are. So, that's my tip.
2: All right, Eddie, do you have something to follow on that, or what would be your?
1: Actually, I'm going to comment a little bit on what Dave just uh, shared there. Um, That that was actually my number one. (laughs) Don't (laughs) be uh, intimidated by the lines, but um, what I feel is, um, like Dave was saying, the the wait times that are posted, I feel that what they're doing is putting the time on there as if you're going to be caught in line while they're sanitizing the attraction. Because it takes I about agree. 10 to 20 minutes to sanitize it. Now, if they don't sanitize it while you're in line, of course, it's going to reduce the weight significantly. Significantly, that That's what I believe. I, I haven't seen that anywhere. I haven't heard that from anywhere. It's just something that just popped into my head. Um, a couple of weeks ago. Cause like Dave said, there's the lines look ridiculous. But as soon as you overcome your fear of being in line for too long and just get in one, you realize those things move and they move quick.
2: Yeah. I think it's always one of those things where if the line is posted, you know, say 50 minutes and you're line for 35, you're like, oh, bonus, man. I just saved, you know, 15 minutes, you know, yeah, my life. Absolutely. So I think it's one of those, you know, that's probably one of those things. It's, uh, you know, always overestimate it. It's it's no different than when you fly, you know, commercially, you know, a, a flight from, uh, you know, Washington, D.C. to, uh, and I'm sorry, from like Daytona Beach to Charlotte, you know, it's it's literally like a 45-minute flight, but they post it for like an hour and a half because they want to build in some extra time for taxi and takeoff and landing and for traffic. And, you know, it'll help on their, their arrival time percentage or whatever. So if uh, they say it's an hour and a half and you get even an hour, it's bonus. Uh, you're early, so. I think that kind of, uh, I think that kind of goes into it. I think, um, I think for me, um, and that was one of the things that I'm, I'm gonna. Is this is something I said tonight to my neighbors, are leaving tomorrow. Um, they kept saying this, and this kind of backs up to what Dave is saying about the lines. They're still acting as if they've read articles from like the summer when Disney opened at. Oh, there's no lines, and I'm like, no, there are lines there. So there is a misconception that that lines are short and that they're or, or non existent and they are there are lines there you will wait for some attractions 45 50 minutes or longer even though we just said that listen it's a 50 minute wait and they waited 35 or 25 minutes but I told them be prepared to wait in line just because something that whole thing of there's no lines it's 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 walk-ons for everything that that was maybe the first couple of weeks of it being open but some people that that's what they know that's what they saw 6 months ago That's what they think is still going on. So I told my neighbors tonight, I said, you know, there's going to be lines. I said, you know, but just be prepared. It's and everything's not a walk on. But you have to have some patience. Um, So that's kind of one thing uh, with the lines that I tried to clear up some of the misconceptions uh, out there. Uh, Eddie, um, you had another tip or trick or any kind of advice? Yeah. um, Go ahead. Absolutely. Uh,
1: Mine is um, more COVID related rather than just Disney. Um, <laughs> and I'm actually gonna put two together real quick because I, I think one one just it's a good comedic fun Um, the main one is most people when they know that when they go to the grocery store or something they have to wear a mask <coughs> wearing a mask for about time does not compare to what you're gonna experience being at Disney where you're there for like five to eight hours possibly in a day so you don't really understand how much the mask really wears you down or how uncomfortable a mask could actually be so my tip would be take as many different masks as possible that way if you're just not feeling one you could just switch it out for another one preferably something that's uh, uses a, a different kind of way of hanging over your ears or around your neck or something. Um, obviously you can't wear a gator. It has to actually cover your nose and mouth. Um, but yeah, I mean there's so many different kind of masks out there and, and I wouldn't rely just purchasing one at Disney even though they have a great deals on them. Um, but definitely you have to take as many different masks as possible, especially if you're not used to wearing one for a long duration. And um, secondly, to add on to it, this is something that I have a friend that's uh, done this in the past, and I thought it was hysterical. When you're, um, this is kind of also piggybacking on Dave, when you're in line, there's markers on the ground. They're supposed to be spaced out six feet from each other. Sometimes they seem a little bit longer or shorter, um, but it's supposed to be about six feet. Now, common sense is you wait to that next spot opens up, then you proceed. Now there's going to be people that are going to encroach into your space. I just It's going to happen either because they're not paying attention, they're on their phone, or they're just excited to be there, or caught up in conversation, or maybe they just don't care and think it's all pointless. Whatever the case may be, what my friend has done, she would start fake coughing. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I I did that sure today. The, I
1: did to that make sure today. People stay back. Uh-huh. It is hysterical. Yeah, I did it today.
3: I did it today.
1: Out. And you look at their faces, and it, it's yeah. great. It, yeah, I've done it that. It's so great. Oh, uh, so I've done it once, and I loved it. But usually, I tell the kids, you know, back up a bit, back up a bit. Sometimes I brought it to their parents' attention because parents are as guilty as others. But doing that cough is it's so much fun.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right.
2: <laughs> so, but uh, what I will who...
3: say one thing about the mask too. May I? May I add something, Joe? Absolutely, Dave. Um, go ahead. Don't. Um, there are some really nice uh, Disney masks and everything, but I wouldn't go over there and just run in and get a mask and, you know, if you have like this regular masks and then, uh, you buy a mask and then expect to wear it all day. Think about it, like you know masks are like shoes masks are like jeans they actually have to be a bit broken in you know you have to stretch them a bit you have to actually put them on on your on, on your ears for a bit for them to kind for you to kind of get used to them and everything you know and sometimes and everything you know you might want to actually wash them and maybe put some fabric off on them before you actually use them for the first time so I wouldn't actually run into the Emporium or anywhere, buy a mask and just throw it on. I would actually have a nice set of, I would have like a healthy set of masks available to you before your trip. And maybe maybe use those, maybe skip actually buying the masks in Disney. You know, you mind a Disney mask later on, you know, fine. You know, you have it, buy it, you know. Wear it for a while, but then you know, switch back to another mask. It's gonna be uncomfortable when you first put it on.
2: Yeah, if you get the size right,
3: I <laughs> you know the size is well, just a little crazy. And that's yeah, the those, thing. Those Even the sizes, so yeah. They they either it's you know between the large and the extra large, there's like a hu- whole human face size that's like been
1: <laughs>
3: neglected. And I seem to have fit that face size because the extra larges fall off my nose, and then they and then they're pointing to you and asking you to cover your nose and the other the um, large ones are uh, so not large they're so small that they end up giving me a headache on my ears so sometimes I actually find believe it or not the uh, the paper masks work better than some of their cloth masks is it just the sizing just on my um on my work of art that is ahead it just doesn't work well
2: yeah. I mean, I, Dave, I, I, I'm not a big mask guy. You guys know that, but like, um, I don't like wearing one. They're not comfortable for me. I wear glasses. However, I have like two or three, like really comfortable ones that like, don't make my glasses fog up. And I lost two of them for a really long time. And I just found them actually, they were like, <laughs> they were like, in like a hooded sweatshirt. There's still one I can't find. I think I left it at my brother's house in South Florida, which I'm really pissed about. So when, when you've get a couple, like kind of hold on to them, the ones that like that work for you. And if it's a specific brand that you like, buy a few, put them away. It's kind of like running shoes. I uh, I don't know about you, Dave. I know you're a runner, but like there are certain shoes that I, I like and I'll buy two or three pairs because yes. you know shoe companies kind of like will make you know small changes or discontinue certain things mm-hmm. they'll go from a version two to a version three and they'll make you know so it's like if I like something that works I kind of stay with it so yeah, um, yeah totally try agree. try, to, try to a few different things uh, I think that'll definitely help unfortunately it's a reality that we all are living in right now but um, you know if you want to enjoy the magic that's that's what you got to do right now so uh, yeah, yeah. It's, definitely, it's definitely something you want to kind of think about and I told my neighbors that as well I said you know, bring, bring a few with you. I said, if you bring a small bag with you, just bring a couple different kinds. Um, and I told myself, don't bring the neck eaters. I said, even though those are probably some of the more comfortable ones, I said, it's not going to, that's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, they so won't, would, even... Yeah, they won't oh, even let that. They won't even let them in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, it, only, yeah, if it's security. not
3: cover, if it's not hovering around you, it has to cover your ears.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also too is, um, when Jen and I were in Disney not, last year, not last... around, sorry. Okay. But wait, when in general, went to Disney was it two weekends ago already? Has it been that long already? Um, there was a gentleman who was in one of the parks and um he actually had a approved mask on his face, and then he actually had a like those gators over it and i guess because he wanted to cover his neck too and he got harassed like you couldn't believe so he was trying to like actually have some extra protection on his neck for like the sun and stuff and he was constantly getting like asked by cast members and he had to pull it down so even if you're he was doing it the right way and he was trying to protect himself a little more um if you're thinking about doing that it's just it's not even worth it because you're just going to be like drawing attention to yourself and they're gonna be constantly checking you so uh you know I saw at least two different cast members ask him I was in line for a certain attraction so I felt kind of bad for the guys so just even try that just have the one out have it approved have it where you're really supposed to and you'll be good to go um another tip that I gave I'm gonna kind of throw this in and see what you guys thoughts about this we've we've seen a lot in the news uh lately with a lot of different we uh different cuts that have kind of happened with the Disney company Dave we we talked about it with Dan. Yeah, Magical Express going away. Magic bands are going away. Uh, extra magic hours are are gone. Essentially, going to a 30-minute early entry whenever that does happen. And a lot of the perks of staying on property are kind of like dwindling away, and um, so it, it kind of opens up the door a little bit about looking off property to do certain things. Now, my my neighbors, who I'm using this as an example tonight for the show, uh, they're staying at Pop Century. They got a great rate. Um, they think it's pretty cool to ride to, to ride the Skyliner or stuff, So they're looking forward to that. But they're asking about restaurants and where to go to eat and all that stuff. And I'm actually gonna meet up with them on Wednesday night, um, for dinner. But they're for tomorrow night. They're asking where to go. They're a little difficult, Dave and Eddie. They're they're vegetarians, so their 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 diets a little different. But my my advice is is I told them I gave them some suggestions, but I also said. I'm like, listen, you could also look off property as well. And I told them about 192. I told them about places down by Orange Lake and Margaritaville. They're going to have a car with them so they could drive. So my tip was is that since things have kind of changed lately with not all the restaurants being open, not all the bars and lounges being open to if you've got friends or family going to Disney to maybe have steer them off site for certain things. You know, not everything has to be on site because not everything is is open on Disney right now. But off property, it kind of is. So what are your guys' thoughts about that? You know, you guys are local. Dave, I know you live really close. You know, what are your thoughts about steering friends off property a little bit more? You know, even away from Disney Springs for maybe some dinners or meals. What what do you guys think about that?
3: Honestly, I've always been all for this. Um, Again, if you have a car and you're paying for that expense and everything... You know, you can get some really great food in this uh, area at, uh, you know, I'm not going to say half the price at Disney, but it's it's going to be significantly lower than the prices, the markups in Disney parks and all. So, you know, worse comes to worse, you know, you, know, you also you want to save a little bit of money, too, on top of it, you know, be adventurous and just, you know, basically, the. Uh, I know a couple of good steakhouses off property that are not uh, not branded, for instance. That you know, like not like your Outbacks and stuff like that. I would basically send. I would basically have no problem sending people over to these places because one, these smaller businesses need need the patronage right now in the, in these tough times. But two, you know, um, you are kind of you are kind of right with that. You know, I, you know. Even if you know, even with the hours of, of uh, Disney and everything, I would actually say, honestly, um, you know, wait to after the parks close early, so you know, maybe go out like you know, eight o'clock at night or something. Make a make a little make a reservation a little later in the evening and everything, so you could actually still maximize your Disney day at the
1: moment. I yeah, mean,
2: was- what do you? What do you think about that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm glad Dave suggested go later in the evening because that was going to be my one um, con of leaving uh, property. the The reduced park hours. You can't just go um, out property eat and then go and expect to go back for like a, a nightcap, I guess, um, on at a park. But uh, especially like with your uh, neighbors, Joe that they're vegetarians. I I do know Disney um, accommodates all kinds of um, diets and they'll definitely, pretty much every single location has something on their menu that will accommodate them, but it may be slim pickings. Um, Me myself, I am basically a carnivore, so I can't even think (laughs) of any place to suggest for them. Um, So yeah, definitely Suna. Yeah, um, Suna, but that also is not at a park. So to me, that's kind of like taking them away from um, maximizing their time with their park ticket. But definitely um, a lot of uh, restaurants. I'm not too familiar with the 192 area. Um, I'm more of like going up and down Vineland, um, which is uh, right there, like the exit before Disney Springs. There's a lot of um, big chain type restaurants right there. They're not mom and pop shops, but considering... Not, not just your friends, Joe, um, but there's other people that maybe they're not willing to try mom-and-pop shop. They'd rather go somewhere that they recognize. There's a lot of options available right on that road.
2: Yeah, and, and that's one of the things, like, I was telling – well, first of all, some of the places that I was – they do eat seafood, but they're not sushi people. So some of the places that I was recommending was uh, Todd English's Blue Zoo. I recommend an mm-hmm. uh, They're they're into they do like Asian food, but not the sushi. So I was like Marimoda Asia, Asia, uh, or like the Wave. Uh, and that was off the top of my head. Um, you know, I'm sure there might be some other options. So I'm gonna ask this. This you is can not also be do first... Kona
3: Cafe too with yeah they you don't have the I... Pan Asian
2: type uh, yeah that's what Jen said they got like the poke bowls and all that yeah. stuff so I'm putting this out to so everybody who listens to this show this is not going to be the first time that my neighbors go to Disney and they are vegetarians if you guys who who are vegetarians or you know or vegan or whatever um, if you have any suggestions because this is something that's not in my wheelhouse send tweet it at us I would just like to have this in my back pocket of like people who actually do pay attention to. Yeah, you know, this restriction of the diets and that would be great for us to know. Well, um, yeah, so I would if, say please, one please, thing. Please too. tweet it out. If, if you do, if you've got any suggestions at the Mickey dudes on Twitter or Instagram, please. So. Yeah. I
1: got one, um, but I heard you um, go, cutting in Dave, So I'll let you go first. Well,
3: I would, I would definitely say to um, go and um, really use, utilize Epcot, you know, all, the, uh, all of the uh, festivals have this big thing of plant-based foods that they, they've been really trying to push the impossible foods and stuff like that and they give you the little passports with the different um, menu offerings now and you know every other page you flip to them and there's like a little there's a little uh, i guess icon next to next to the food that basically tells you if it's completely vegan or if it's vegetarian and all that so definitely uh, epcot is probably going to be your best uh option if you're just kind of looking for snacks or you kind of just want to just you know take a lighter night and kind of do a tapas style or something like that
2: yeah i'm yeah. trying to keep i'm trying to keep it simple for them yeah. too you know what i'm saying so the one thing eddie and i'm gonna jump in front of you here is sure. and it's just another one of my tips um we all live in, and we all live by the mde app but i told them I said, guys, I'm like, you know, they, they downloaded the app and all that stuff. I said, but, you know, try to utilize OpenTable. Yeah. You
3: know, yes. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. most definitely. Excuse me. There's, there's, and, a, you know, there's a pro to that,
2: too. Yeah, because because Open Table also has restaurants in Disney Springs as well. But the pro tip, and I'm sure Dave, I'm going to take this tip from you, is that like if you need to cancel, you're yeah. not going to get dinged to ten dollars mm-hmm. a person. So, um, but I've also told him as well. I said, you know, utilize Open Table as well. It's easy to check menus on there. So that's another tip I'm giving. I gave them as well. So it, it, it's 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 difficult because, like I said, I've, I've said this so many weeks in a row, and I feel like a broken record, but. Not everything is open, so it, this is not—we're not operating under normal conditions. So menus are constantly changing, park hours are changing, restaurant hours are changing. So everything that we know and that we just kind of flick off the top of our head to give advice—it's—it's it's not 100% applicable right now. So um, I, I felt a little underprepared when they asked me, but uh, I hope I, I hope I steered them in the right direction. But I do have dinner with them Wednesday night, so I'm gonna need to figure out something uh, on Wednesday night, but.
1: So, um, just just real quick, um, one of my good friends, she's a vegan, and the one restaurant she's always trying to get us to go eat, which we ate with her there once, is a Skipper's Canteen. Supposedly, they have a great vegan options there. That's at the Magic Kingdom, um, right by the
2: Jungle Cruise. All right. That's always good to know. Uh Um, I think it's one of those restaurants that's, that's crazy when it opened like four or five years ago.
3: I been forget four five it's there. Yeah, some, it's gotta be. Got it, 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 I sometimes forget opened, about
2: it. It opened to such yeah. fanfare, and then like I know the menu was a little exotic for certain people, you know, and they didn't they like it. to kind of tone it down a little bit, but it's like no, it's been forgotten about. <laughs> it's like you never hear anything about it anymore. So it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. But you know um, what I do feel like
3: now? What what the what a few minor exceptions. I feel like the restaurants that are open on property at the moment now, this might not help your uh, vegetarian friends, but just for anybody else who's coming now, the restaurants that they do have open, I feel like they've picked the best of the best to be open. So that's one of the things to really kind of, if there's a restaurant that's open.
1: I kind of miss Casey's Corner.
3: You know what? Yeah. As I said,
1: there are there
3: are some exceptions to the rules. For instance, <laughs> I, um, you know, give me Columbia Harbor House over Tortuga Tavern any day. You know, uh, I didn't
1: even know Tortuga's open. It is.
3: I didn't know like that. So. Wow.
1: Okay. I'm, I never pay well, attention to it. Or
3: I, maybe it's not. Tart- no, it's not. I'm sorry. It's not Tartuga. What I mean is the. Uh, the other one with the Mex that had the Mexican Pecos Bills. Pecos Bill, yeah. yeah Pecos okay. Bills. I rather I rather Columbia Harbor to Pecos Bills. A side note now, um, while Columbia Harbor is closed, they do have the Tomorrowland Terrace open, and it's featuring favorites from Columbia Harbor House. Really? But Isn't that course- because
2: they're using the they're using it as a line or something like that, like a, a queue? Aren't they using Columbia Harbor House as a queue or something for an attraction? Or am I misconstruing some things? There's no, there's a restaurant they use. There's a not. restaurant they're using as a queue for something. I think that I,
3: I think that just the way they have Columbia Harbor House set up, I think there might be an issue with um, the social distancing at the chairs. I think okay. there might not be as much of a. While it has capacity, it might it might just be the way it's set up that it might be more of that that is an issue of how they do it. So that might be the that might be the issue, because that's all I can think of right now. Because the fact that that uh, Tomorrowland Terrace is serving their food, but it's not serving its own menu. I'm thinking people want Columbia Harbor House. They're probably saying it, and as a result of that. I'm thinking they're spacing people outside on a terrace right there that kind of says says something <clears throat> excuse me says something to me
2: yeah I, I kind of I was hoping uh, I knew that they were serving the food but I was like man I missed the old noodle station from years ago yeah <laughs> sometimes it's nice to have like a noodle bowl
3: the one thing I do wish that they had at, from Columbia Harhouse because I was looking for it and they did not have is my lighthouse sandwich that hummus sandwich is just my go-to when I want to have something a little bit more healthier. And I've been, you know, I live right outside the parks. You know, I can't be going to the parks every weekend and having turkey legs and ice cream and everything. I, you know, every now and then it's nice. But I, you know, today when I was in the park, how did I, how did I eat? Um, I ate very sensibly. Uh, my meal was from Rosie's All-American Cafe. I, I got a kid's turkey sandwich that I put mustard on and half a pack of mayonnaise, and then it, my sides were a orange. It was one of those Clementine cuties, and a uh, bag of carrot sticks with a uh, Diet Coke. And then later on for a snack and everything, I split my, my friend Jeanette's in town. We split a Mickey pretzel, and I didn't use the cheese.
2: Is uh, Jeanette staying with you by the way or no?
3: She was here for the weekend, and then t- uh, t- actually today she just moved uh, over to a uh, DBC reservation at oh, okay. um, what is it? Um, what's that place? L- Wilderness Lodge.
2: Okay, yeah, we'll tell Jeanette. So. I said hello. I probably Wilderness- could have told she's, you that off air. She's
3: but- here. <laughs> she's here to the end of the week. Okay, so cool. She actually told. She actually told me she's here with some uh, friends from her neighborhood and everything. And she told me tonight to come by to watch the, because they have a. Um, a, a room that faces the water so that they could see the electrical water pageant she said come by and we'll uh, watch it from the balcony and I actually had to uh, come home to do the podcast so I'm gonna go ne- I'm gonna go sometime during the week uh, to check out the water pageant because I haven't seen it since they redid it so it's a little bit nice a nice bit of normalcy to get back to so I'm kind of in- I'm kind of in- uh, excited about that.
2: So, Eddie, we're gonna we're gonna pause very briefly on this uh, before I forget. If you don't mind, I know I kind of jumped in front of you again there, but I want to ask Dave a question. Um, Dave, I saw you posted on social. Uh, you completed a five k around the Magic Kingdom resorts. How was your stroll?
3: Yes, so uh, I was during the actually... new walkway,
2: would you please let our Mickey dudes family know here how your stroll was with sure. the. The new bridge uh, so, around the Seven Seas Lagoon.
3: I was when you had talked about people that were listening to this and possibly while on a run and everything. I was going to actually try to interject this, and I figured, you know what? At the end, Joe's probably going to ask if I have anything else to add, and I was actually going to talk about this. So, um, my friend and I did do a five five uh, k um, around Disney uh, property. And um, what we did was we made a reservation at the Wave because we were planning to celebrate the end with breakfast. And we parked in the parking lot of the Wave about maybe two hours before before uh, time for the reservation. And we were just gonna go for a run. And we were just gonna see how we were just gonna clock it and see where where it took us. And we were we weren't feeling that ambitious and everything. We would we were just our goal was just to do a 5K. But we found uh, out. We started in the parking lot of the Contemporary, ran down the pedestrian path. Now, with with that, what you have to keep in mind is, uh, we ran from the from the Contemporary all the way to the TTC via the new uh, bridge at um, between the Grand Floridian and Magic Kingdom, so that they would because there was a path and it kind of just ended in a uh, dead end. And there was no bridge put up. Well, now they put a bridge up so that you can walk from Grand Floridian. So we figured, okay, well, let's just see how long that that is by doing a run. And it comes out to a, a, probably something about 2.7 miles or so straight through. So we had to kind of get a little bit creative to get a full 5K in at 3.1 miles. But um, a couple of things I would say. First off, as you're doing your as you're doing your run, or you know you want to do a breast walk, that's fine. Keep in mind though, the little pathway from the Contemporary to the Magic Kingdom, there are families, and it's a small sidewalk, and people usually walk three or four all together down it. And It's hard to get around people. So we ran until we couldn't run anymore, and there were people in our way. We didn't want to push people out of our way, and everything. You know, they were excited to be there. They were pushing carriages. So at that point we had to walk. When you get to your, when you get to then, when you get to the uh, temperature scanning and the uh, security, you know once you're inside of the whole jurisdiction of the Magic Kingdom, you know you can run for a bit until you get to where the ticket boots are at the, at the front. Uh, well, guest relations. There's no ticket boots over there, but once you're actually. Where the boat launches, let you off, and everything. They see you running; they're gonna ask you not to run. There's a lot of people around there. They don't realize that they don't realize that you're out for exercise at that moment. Or even if they do, it's just not conducive to be to running through at that moment. You, they are gonna tell you to please stop for uh, safety. So you kind of have to walk around the whole Magic Kingdom part. Once you actually get onto the Walkway to the Grand Floridian. All bets are off. You can just basically run down there. You run that. You run that long path. You hug the water. Eventually, it's going to take you to the Grand Floridian. You can run right through the property of the Grand Floridian. A couple of times, you might have to run. Just hug the water. A few times, you might come up to some docks and everything. You go up to. The, you go all the way to the end, and you come back around. And just keep on following water. If you run into a dead end, just turn around, come back, and follow another path. Eventually, that's going to take you up to the Wedding Pavilion all the way around the Polynesian, back to the TTC. Uh, By the time we got to the TTC, we were near 3.1 miles, but we wanted to finish. So what we did was we went into uh, where um, the trams would take you to the parking lots and those lines that um, the, the, metal, the metal lines that you kind of uh, line up into so they make sure that you have enough people that can actually get into the trams since there's no trams. What we did was we went there and we just slalomed between each of those... Uh, I, um, what, I lost my train of thought, I'm sorry. We just slalomed through all of those um, waiting gates for the trams, just up one, down the other, up one, down the other, and then eventually we hit 3.1 by doing a couple circles around some of the pylons on the monorail and got back, had our uh, temperatures taken, got back on the resort monorail, and basically backtracked back to, the, back to the Contemporary to have brunch at the Wave.
2: Nice. So you got to experience the new path, which uh, I know yeah. something Jen and I haven't had a chance to do that yet. It but... was
3: my second time on it. I had walked it the week beforehand to get some exercise. I was just curious to, to see where it was. So I had walked down it, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, I wonder how this would be for a run. and My friend wanted to go for a run on property, so I'm like, you know, I have a perfect place that we can try. Not taking into consideration that you have to walk by the Magic Kingdom, but, you know, live and learn. It was still really cool to just be able to say, hey, I was I got from the, from the contemporary back to the TTC. I basically did an entire uh, reverse monorail loop. You can't actually go from the TTC back to the Contemporary. There are some highway spots over there that that would make that impossible. But you can theoretically park the TTC and go all the way to the Contemporary if you choose to uh, walk.
2: Even though you could run that way for Marathon Weekend when it's a a closed course. I don't don't think... uh... I don't think the Disney security would appreciate people running under, underneath the water bridge. So yeah, uh, no, we, no. We, we we don't, don't do we that don't that endorse that don't on the
1: show. It's you uh, know, the... th- yeah. but there's a nice elevated sidewalk right there. You know
3: yeah but <laughs> it's it's still it's still it's, you might kind of you, you might be shot on site by disney uh, yeah, no, 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 yeah. not gonna like that.
2: so <laughs> I, unless unless you just ran it really quick and then kind of pulled in right where the uh, convention center is and uh, got out of the way but it's uh, something we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, endorse here on this show yeah, no. <laughs> you know,
3: you so know, can we get back to eddie trying to uh, get yeah, yeah, his yeah. Uh, so, eddie, eddie gonna, go ahead man i'm sorry uh
1: got, sure um what i was gonna say uh I'm sure we've covered this before, but I still think it's something that everyone needs to do. Ride the Skyliner. Yes. The the complete everything from Hollywood Studios to um, Caribbean Beach, all the way down to Pop, and then all the way to Epcot. Just ride it, ride it, ride it. If you want to make it a day, you easily could. Um, Just go stop at each hotel, go walk around, take a look. Get back on the Skyliner, go to the next hotel, just do that. Um, th- that could easily kill uh, quite a few hours. What um, I tell I, people
3: I... to do is I tell them, especially now with really not many things to do in in the parks, and especially if they need like a day to just kind of just chill and just relax, I tell them yeah. to make that part of the Disney Springs day. Go to Disney Springs that park. Makes sense. Yeah. Because a lot of times, they're not going to let you park at the hotels now if you don't have a reservation. So it's kind of hard to park at Caribbean Beach. They're going to tell you no over at Pop Century and all that. So, And if you don't have a reservation for some of the parks, they might not let you in to park even there. So what I recommend is parking at Disney Springs, getting on a bus, and just um, take the bus starting over at um, Boardwalk. And just take the monorail. Oh, I'm sorry, not the monorail. The sky Skyliner from Epcot over to uh, Carib- Caribbean Beach. Yeah. Take the Caribbean Beach line to the Studios. Take it back and then do the same thing for uh, Art and Pop. Art Art Pop. Once yeah. you're actually once you're actually done with those from Pop, actually take a uh, bus to. Um, wilderness lodge well i'm sorry no i'm sorry magic kingdom and then take a boat to wilderness lodge and then take the boat back and then just get take the boat back walk over the contemporary and go on a contemporary loop do a whole day of disney transportation just kind of relaxing and just enjoying this the beautiful scenery that is around walt disney world i did that one sunday with some friends that didn't have park tickets and they just kind of just wanted to relax for the day and they they loved it. They thought it was the most creative thing I was able to do for them. So that's and it's definitely all free. One, yeah, it's definitely it's one to free. enjoy.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it was relaxing. Real too. Back, yeah, definitely. Uh, going back to the Skydiner real quick, also, um, they, they have different kinds of, of um, gondolas. They have some clear ones and then they have some with the um, artwork on it. I tell everyone, I know the artwork looks pretty and everything, but you're not going to really experience it very well when you're inside. Plus, it kind of obstructs your view. So if you're going on it to see everything, I highly recommend going on a clear one.
3: You can ask, tell them that you're just kind of doing a sightseeing thing. Yeah. Sometimes they'll be able to accommodate you. It depends on how busy they are. Sometimes they might not be able to help you out with that. So just be prepared for that. Go in the middle of the day or so when it's not as busy and they'll they'll probably be able to make a little magic and accommodate you.
2: All right. So I think we're going to do a, one last quick round here uh, to wrap up the show. Um, we've kind of, we've talked about, we've, you know, we've talked about um, off-site dining and on-site dining. We've talked about different dining options. We've talked about the lines in the parks, talk about doing things outside the parks, uh, you know, a little, little, you know, running around the parks and taking transportation around the parks. Um, the one last thing when we to talk about is if, if you guys were sitting in front of my neighbors right now, what would be the one touring plan that you would, uh, we, you would give them for, remember these are people that don't go, have never gone. So what would be the one tip that you would give them, you know, in this COVID era of touring Walt Disney World? What, what would be the one tip that you would give them? Like for an example, tonight they asked me, you know, I'm meeting him on Wednesday. They're like, well, what time do you want to meet us, Joe? And I was just like, well, I mean, do you guys want a rope drop? And they're like, what's that mean? I said, well, a rope drop means is we, we get there when the park opens. And I was like, and it's uh, it's named after when they used to, you know, we have the rope and they used to walk you down, you know. I so said, nobody would run. I said, I go, if you want, we could do that. If you want to go a little bit later, that's fine. I said, but if we go at rope drop, I said, we might be, up, we'd probably be able to get on at least one attraction with minimal to no weight. And I go, okay. So that was kind of my tip. Nothing. Nothing crazy, right? It's just rope drop, but um if you guys could give them one tip each, what would you guys uh what kind of tip would you give them? And use Magic Kingdom as an example because that's the park I'm gonna be with them on Wednesday. So
1: I I'll refer to you. Okay, um mine would be camp out on Main Street. Nice. It's that way you get to see all of those cavalcades because there are no um parades right now. But every once in a while, you'll hear a change of music and you know Mickey or one of his friends is about to come on down and it's just amazing. I mean, I know Dave said it before. It's very true. You still get starstruck whenever you see a character coming on down. Um, It's the closest you're going to be able to get to them with the whole social distancing. So you can't really take many uh, self. There aren't that many uh, opportunities to take selfies with characters, even a distance selfie. But you could definitely get some great video and pictures while waiting for a cavalcade. And once you're on Main Street and you see one cavalcade come by, just hang out. Wait a while. Curing up, maybe 20 minutes later, there'll be another one. And then another one. And another one. It's, it's really amazing.
2: All right, Dave. Uh, what are you going to follow up with that?
3: Well, as you were talking about with rope dropping, I'm actually going to say that the There's value in, especially now with the uh, crowds looking a little bit longer and more intimidating, waiting until the very last five minutes of the night to get online for an attraction that you hadn't had a chance to do because it looked like a really long line. As long as you are in the queue, they will let you ride that attraction, even if the park technically closes at that point. They kind of have to cycle out everybody in the line. So... You know, get on that um, get on that line for Space Mountain at uh, if they're closing at eight o'clock. You know, get on at seven fifty-five, and you're gonna get to ride. You're gonna get to ride that attraction, and you're basically gonna come out to a emptier Magic Kingdom, and you might be able to enjoy um, just kind of taking a slow stroll out and kind of just enjoying the um, the sights. And still the music and the ambiance, even though the park is closed, they still kind of give the uh, guests a little time to wander out, you know, shops stay open for a full hour and everything. So you want to do a little shopping, you can do it at at that point and just kind of just enjoy the ambiance of the park after it's closed for a bit, you know, a slow stroll out, nothing wrong with that
2: all right so those are all uh, all great tips uh we will see how uh how this trip goes for them i know they leave tomorrow uh so they're gonna do i think uh, for them tomorrow is a, a non-park day uh so i've kind of tried to steer them to disney springs i tried to steer them off-site for some dining because uh you know they asked about some specific types of restaurants that disney really doesn't have like sports really sports bar-y kind of places so i kind of stood a little bit off-site and then uh they're going to do Magic Kingdom with me on Wednesday and then Thursday they're going to do Animal Kingdom. So uh, I hope they have a great experience. I hope that our, my advice to them uh, turns out to be well, you know, it turns out to to, to bode well for them. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll let you all know uh, how that turns out. But I think these are all great tips that we discussed here. And a lot of them aren't really, you know, earth shattering tips. You're listening to the show. Everybody knows a lot of these tips, but sometimes it's just good to put them back out there. And if it helps, if it helps somebody uh, who's never been before, uh, especially during this COVID era, uh, I'm glad we could help them. So, uh, so gentlemen, we'll kind of wrap this. Uh, we'll put a little bow on this tonight. Uh, we'll start around where everybody could be found on the interwebs. Uh, Eddie, we'll start with you. Where can people uh, if they want to reach out to you online? Where can they find you at? Yeah,
1: you could definitely find me on Instagram at Eddie Darksaber.
2: All right, sounds good. Mr. Dave Koch.
1: You can find or, me on uh, Instagram at Figments Reality.
2: All right, I'm Joe Quatt. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Joe Quatt. You can also find me over at the Resortloop.com DVC Roundtable and the Disney Dads podcast as well. Uh, you can find the Mickey Dudes online on Twitter, Instagram at the Mickey Dudes or Mickey Dudes. Just search uh in the search box for box for us. Search Mickey Dudes, Mickey Dudes Podcast. You'll see our little logo pop up. Give us a follow, give us a like there. Um, and if you guys have any suggestions, like I said before, uh, I asked if you uh, if you have friends who are vegetarian or vegan, uh, any suggestions on on-site or even off-site dining uh, locally around Walt Disney World? Please let us know. Uh, you know, uh, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, because I just like to know, just to share that with my neighbors for their next trip. So, uh, but that's gonna do it for us tonight. We thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's part of the Mickey Dudes family uh, for sticking with us and giving us a listen. And uh, as Dave would say, if he was hosting the show, uh, everybody have a magical evening.